Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Shalom, this is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim Show with Cradle of Hope. Today is Teacher's Tuesday, but first, a word from our announcer. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Decker. I have a few announcements to make. First of all, we will be having a Seder online this Friday night. Prophet Mark will be doing that. It will be available on our YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet. And if you want to participate in that, you certainly can. Just tune into that that uh, YouTube channel, and you may participate. Also, we and speaking of the Seder, Passover begins sundown tomorrow evening is the beginning of Passover, and that first day tomorrow evening until Wednesday evening. So all or not Wednesday, Thursday evening, so all day Thursday, is a Sabbath, okay? And uh, so then uh, April the 12th is the last day, and that is a Sabbath as well. Then we have the quarterly coming up, April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd and so for that um, you will be asked to register it's $25 per person if you want to watch that online it's also $25 okay so if you want if you're wanting to participate in that quarterly and uh, I need you guys to understand that, all right? Then we have available 
Uh, our live streaming is available on Wednesdays for uh, our YouTube. And uh, so that's available with, at that same YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet. We have Blog Talk Radio available five days a week. Late Prophet Deckard and myself on this channel. The other channel has Prophet Gary Burpee and Prophet Greg Burpee on it on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. If you have any questions, email us at cradle at jewishprophet.com and uh, we will uh, send you the, any information that uh, you would need so that you can participate. Well, today we're going to do a sermon that I did back in 2018 at the quarterly. It's called The Blood of the New Testament. The Blood of the New Testament. Turn with me to John chapter 3. Most of you could quote this this scripture by heart. John 3.16 For God For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved the world enough. He loved the world so greatly that he willingly gave his only begotten son so that we would not perish, so that we could have everlasting life. God so greatly loved us. Just think of the lies that Satan has told you. There's people who think God doesn't love me because I'm going through this. God must not love me. Now that's a lie from hell. God loved you. God loves you. He loves you so much. He sent Yeshua to die for you. Let that let that soak in. Let that soak into you. You know, as, as a child, we, we, we memorize this scripture. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And you got a little gold star or something because you memorized that scripture. But do you know there was a time in my life when I didn't know God loved me? I didn't know God loved me. There were things going on in my life that I was I was all down and despondent and, and, and depressed. Feeling sorry for myself, having pity parties. Because I didn't understand John three sixteen that God loved me. God. There are those of you today that you don't know God loves you. 
I want you to meditate this scripture. I want you to read it, meditate it. Think about it. God overwhelmingly, greatly, dearly prized you. So much that he made a way for you that you won't perish. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, as I announced, we're going to be having, we're going to be um, beginning the Feast of Pesach, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover. And that's going to be beginning tomorrow evening. It was April 6th through the 12th. And sometime during that week, you can participate in a Seder. Either you can have your own, you can watch the one that Prophet Mark does on the YouTube channel. But during that Seder, you will be taking Holy Communion. And I want to emphasize the word holy. Communion is holy. I don't know how many of you can remember Prophet talking about that that the pulpit, the pulpit, those who stand behind the pulpit, the pul- that is a holy place. The holy of holies was so holy that that they tied, they tied a rope around the priest's ankle. They put bells on his robes so they could hear that he was still moving. Because if he went in there and hadn't made the proper sacrifices for the sin of himself, his family, he could die. Holiness. We, we don't understand holiness very well. Holy communion. We will be taking communion, and it is holy. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I want to read to you this scripture, and I want you to realize how holy this will be. Verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread... And drink this cup. You do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. What does that mean about unworthily? Let's look at the next verse. Let that man examine himself. It didn't say examine your husband, examine your children, examine your wife, examine the person sitting next to you at the Seder. It says examine yourself and let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Now, it doesn't say, and I've known people in the past that go, well, I'm just not going to do communion. Because I just don't know. No, you examine yourself. You ask God, God, 
forgive me of my sins known and unknown. Reveal to me my unknown sins. Reveal to me if I am unworthy to partake of your blood. And then repent of whatever he shows you. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep, and then they die. This is holy communion. It's holy. God is serious about it. Those priests, when they went into the Holy of Holies and they hadn't done the sacrifices right, they died. And right here we're being told that if you do not judge yourself, if you do not examine yourself, you could be end up weak, sickly, and die before your time for taking communion. You have to judge the Lord's body properly as well as yourself. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 6. Moreover, brethren, I would not have, I would not that you should be ignorant. Whoa, can you imagine that? Somebody get up in the pulpit and say, hey, I don't want you guys to be ignorant. How that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And were all baptized unto Moses but in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. I don't want you to be ignorant, he says. I want you to understand. Some of us don't even understand. But with many of them, God was not pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. To the intent we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. Communion. The sharing and exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. Especially when the exchange is on the mental or spiritual level. When we take communion, we are to be examining ourselves, asking God on a mental and spiritual level, God, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for sending Yeshua. This is his body. He gave it on the cross for me. This is his blood. He died. He willingly, he willingly went to the cross. He knew 
he was going to be crucified and die. And he willingly went. Verse 16. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread. Now listen. We being many are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that bread. Behold Israel after the flesh. Are not they that eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to the idol is anything? But I say that the things which are the Gentile sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. I would not that you would have fellowship with devils, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be takers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do you provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? God demands holiness of us. God demands that we will live a holy life. That means you cannot be sinning, knowingly going against God's covenant, knowingly committing sin, habitually, and partake of communion. In our prayer book, We read this scripture. Numbers 15, 37 through 41. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel, bid them make fringes on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and adding to that fringe of each corner a thread of blue. He's talking about the talit. And the Zitzi and the blue thread, which represents Christ. And that fringe that shall be to you a sign, so that in beholding it, you will be reminded to fulfill all the commandments of the Lord, and you will not follow the prompting of the heart or the attractions of your eyes to be misled by them. Thus will you remember to carry out all my commandments but I want you to look at this next phrase and you will be holy before your God God demands not just that the high priest not just the preacher not just the fivefold God demands that all of us be holy before him. I am the Lord your God. 
who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. God demands holiness. God demands holiness. God said, you will be holy. The writer in Corinthians said, I, won't, I don't want you to be ignorant. Don't take of holy communion unworthily. Many of you are weak, weak and sickly, and many of you will die early because you have not rightly taken communion. You have not judged yourself and taken it unworthy and been guilty of the Lord's body. Romans eight seventeen. Romans eight seventeen. And if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ, if it be that we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. I remember when I was was younger, I married a, a Methodist pastor, and it seemed that that my life was so different because because being a pastor's wife, I was expected to act certain ways and be something. I was expected I was expected to have a higher standard. And I remember at one point thinking, God, it seems so unfair that I have to live up to this high standard. And yet so many of the parishioners, they didn't live up to that high standard. I was young. I didn't understand. But you see, God expects all of us to live up to his high standard. Not just all of us. God expects you to live up to his high standard. God said, you will be holy. You will be holy. So let's look a little more into this communion. Matthew 26, verse 20 through 35. Matthew 26. Now when evening was come, he sat down with the twelve, and they did eat. Now they were doing this, this a Seder, okay? That's what they were doing. And he said, Verily I say unto you, one of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and began every one of them to say to him, Lord, is it I? And he answered, and he said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto the man of whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good if that man, if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? 
And he said unto him, Thou hast said. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them and he said, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine to the day that I drink it new with you in my Father's house. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then said Yeshua to them, All of you shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. And Peter answered and said to him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, I will never be offended. And Yeshua said to him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, that thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said to them, him, though I should die with thee, yet will I deny it, not deny thee. Likewise said all the disciples. And we all know, we know that they all scattered. They all scattered. They were all offended. Peter denied him three times before the cock crew. Yeshua said, this is my body. This is my blood. He was talking about the fact that he was a sacrificial lamb and that he had willingly, he cried there in the garden. He cried out to God. He said, God, God, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me. And yet he told the disciples, drink this cup. Drink it all. My body, my blood. When we partake of communion, we partake of his body and his blood. Yeshua said, let this cup pass for me. But nevertheless, God, not my will, but thine. When we take communion, we are consecrating our lives that we are willing to die for him. That we are willing to serve God even to the death. That our lives are different. The consecration, commitment to the will of God. Those who drink unworthily of guilty in the body and the blood of Christ. Let's turn back to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew three fourteen and 15. This is when Yeshua went to John the Baptist to be baptized. 
John the Baptist says that John forbade him, saying, I need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Yeshua answered and said, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Yeshua was baptized into all righteousness. That means all consecration, all commitment to the will of God. When you mitzvah, when you were baptized, some of you, many of you were baptized at Sukkot. You were being baptized unto all righteousness. A consecration, a commitment to God's will for your life. How many of you have been busy doing your will instead of God's? God demands. God demands us to be wholly consecrated to him, committed to his will in our lives. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three. You are made up a soul and a body. Sanctification comes by the word of God. God will show you things in His Word that you need to clean up. God will show you things in his word that will change you, cause you to be committed to his will. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord. The Amplified, it says, May the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. Separate you from profane things and make you pure, holy, consecrated to God. Are you consecrated to God? God demands consecration to him. John 14.10 Believest thou, this is Yeshua speaking, Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words I speak to you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Yeshua lived to express the Father. All that he said, all that he did, all that he was, was the expression of God the Father. We are to be an expression. That's what Christian means, to be Christ-like. We are to be expressing Yeshua. First Corinthians. 
Yeshua pledged himself before God, before the holy angels, before men, that he would not stop short of dying for the world. There was no limit. He was faithful even unto death. What is your limit? What is your limit? God, I'll serve you, but don't demand me to eat kosher. God, I'll serve you, but don't require me to wear a head covering in service. God, I'll serve you, but don't make me tithe and give offerings. God, I'll serve you, but I'm not wearing a tallit with the blue thread in the corner. God, I'll serve you, but God, I'll serve you after I, after after I get done sowing my wild oats. God. There's a condition. I want to be blessed, God, or I'm not serving you. Yeshua said he would not stop short of dying for the world. Do this in remembrance of me. It says, in the Amplified, it says, Do this to call me affectionately to remembrance. You do this remembering how he willingly died. He willingly said, God, I'll do whatever, even if it means a crown of thorns on my head, even if it means being nailed to the cross. Even if it means dying, I'll do it, Father. I will do it. That's the consecration that God demands of us. And as we take communion during this Seder, we need to remember that. Mark 14, 22 through 24. And as they did eat, Yeshua took bread and blessed and break it. And he gave it to them and he said, take this, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them and they drank all of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the New Testament that was shed for many. The same degree of faithfulness of Yeshua, the disciples also pledged that night with Yeshua. And yet Yeshua said, you're going to get offended. How many of us have pledged consecration to God? But something happens and we get offended. And we run. And darkness says, you're not worthy anymore. Yeshua came and rose from the dead. And he gathered the disciples and he said, I'm going to send the Holy Ghost. I'm going to send the Holy Ghost. And he will call you 
to remembrance. And he will teach you things that, that, I, that I didn't have time to teach you that you weren't ready to understand. And he will give you power to not be offended. Power to live that consecrated life. Those disciples, five were crucified. Others died by the spear and sword. Three died natural death after enduring tortures. The blood of the martyrs were the seed of the church. Prophet used to say all the time, we live in dangerous, perilous times. I want you to think about something. We live in a day and a generation that the mark of the beast will come. But if you take the mark of the beast, you will give up your salvation. You will burn in hell. But yet, the demand will be, if you don't take the mark, you can't buy and sell. Darkness was practicing that with COVID. Darkness was saying, let's see what they do. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't work. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't do this. You can't do that. Darkness was setting a path going, can we bring the mark of the beast yet? Will they obey? We're to be consecrated. Willing to die for what we believe. They were expected to resist, even unto death. And so are we. Turn to Hebrews 12, 4. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. You have not fought and struggled agonizingly against sin, nor have you resisted and withstood to the point of pouring out your own blood. But we must be willing. We must be consecrated to the point that we won't take the mark. If I die, I die. If I can't buy and sell, no problem. I refuse. I refuse to deny my God. Second Timothy. Chapter 2, verse 12, if we suffer, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. He will deny us. He will say, depart from me, I knew you not. 
Those are not the words we want to hear. I want to hear, welcome, blessed, my good and faithful servant. Well done. Well done. Go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. Revelation 2, verse 10. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds like we are going to suffer. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, that you may be tried, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee the crown of life. The Amplified says, fear nothing that you are about to suffer. Dismiss your dread and your fears. Behold, the devil is indeed about to throw some of you into prison. That you will be tested and proved and critically appraised. And for 10 days you will have affliction. Be loyal and faithful unto death even if you must die for it, and I will give you the crown of life. God demands consecration. He demands holiness. Jesus pledged us to the very same plan with himself. That we would go as far as he went, that we would go even unto the death. You see, becoming a Christian, a believer, is not saving yourself from hell. It's becoming a child of the Almighty God and having the very character of Yeshua himself to be Christ-like. That we can stand before him, pledge to the utmost even unto death, Refusing to sin, refusing to bow down your head in shame, preferring to die rather than dishonor the Son of God. If the character of Yeshua has entered into you and to I, then it has made us like him in purpose and in all manner. His spirit is imparted to us as sons of God, that we will be faithful unto death. And he will give us the crown of life. Let's go back and read again in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to start in verse 17. Now in this, I declare unto you, I praise you not that you come together for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are proved 
may be made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, everyone taketh before another his own supper. One is hungry and another is drunken. What? Have you not houses to eat and drink in? Or despise you the church of God? Shame them that have not. What shall I say to you? I shall praise you in this. I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Yeshua the same night in which he betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body that is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, he also took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as often you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread, drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, and we should not be condemned of the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, carry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that you come not together in condemnation. And the rest I will set in order when I come. He said, when they were meeting together, it wasn't for the better. It was, was, it was for the worst. He said, I hear there's cliques, divisions, fractions among you. We still have that today. This communion was instituted by the Lord. It was instituted by God. We are to do it to affectionately remember him. And when we don't judge ourselves, when we do it unworthily, We're guilty of profaning and sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. The body and the blood that gave himself, consecrated for us. Thoroughly examine yourself before the Savior. 
thoroughly examine yourself. Judge yourself that you don't be judged. Anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating, recognizing, with due appreciation that is Christ's body, eat and drink a sentence, a verdict of judgment upon himself. That carelessness, unworthy participation is the reason that you are weak and sick. And quite enough of you have fallen into the sleep of death. For if we searchingly examine ourselves, detecting our shortcomings, recognizing our own condition, we should not be judged and penalty to greed by the divine judgment. When you fall short, you are judged by the Lord. We are disciplined and chastened so that we may not finally be condemned to eternal punishment along with the world. Along with the world. So then, brothers, when you gather together and eat the Lord's Supper, wait one for another. Wait one for another. You will be taking communion at the Seder. I ask you, back of you. Don't take it unworthily. I beg of you to judge yourself. To spend time saying, God, show me. Show me, Father, where I fall short. Show me, Father, where I don't judge your body and blood of your son. It's a matter of life. It's a matter of life and death. You must be consecrated. You must be willing to suffer if necessary. To refuse to take the mark of the beast. God. and go into eternal damnation. Let's pray. Yes, Father, I come before you. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that you so passionately, that you so adamantly, that you so greatly loved the world, that you sent and gave your son for us. Father, I thank you for that. 
Father, I pray right now. Pray right now that all those who are listening are that they will judge themselves, Father. That they will prepare for this communion. That they will seek you. Father, I pray that they won't lie to themselves. But they will earnestly search. Search their hearts, their actions, their motives. Their commitment to you, Father. But they will be willing to serve you, to consecrate their lives to you as they partake of communion. Ye karabashe karabaha. Me shikadiyabaha. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you and I praise you. Now I lift up those of you who need healing. Put your hand wherever it is that you need healing. If somebody, you got something going on with your neck, put your hand there. Ye karabaha yakotami he shikadiyabaha. Somebody else, you got something going on in the side. On your side, put your hand there in the name of Yeshua. Satan, you take your lying symptoms and you leave their body. I speak healing. And I command the anointing to go forth. And the healing to come. Father, I send forth the angels to cause that healing. They're healed from the top of their head to the tip of their toes, Father. Be healed. Healed in the name of Yeshua. Thank you, Father. Thank you and praise you, Father. In the mighty name of Yeshua. I want to encourage you do something that you couldn't do before. Move your neck around, whatever was going on on your side. And praise the Father. Give him praise. Thank you, Father. The Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. I want to thank you for listening. I want to encourage you to remember that with God, all things are possible. Shalom.